0: forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast thank you very much have a great day and enjoy the show gg poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet why play anywhere else they have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site gg poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament there are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or season pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, £18 plus, new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply. at and please play
1: responsibly.
2: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A
3: camel's name. Hello
0: and welcome to episode nineteen. Season ten of the Fighting Cop podcast. and joined on the line by Spooky. How you doing, mate? Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm good, very good. This episode is brought to you as all episodes will be for the rest of the season by William Hill. And because of William Hill, we got the opportunity to speak to Gary Mabbott today, uh, which was nice. which was uh, a really lovely, lovely thing. Um, to, Spook, what 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 do you remember about Gary Gary Mabbott? Um.
4: Mr. Tottenham, the, my Mr. Tottenham, I guess, because I was, I was a bit too young for for Stevie Perryman. Um, and obviously, I mean, Ledley King King goes without say, but um, Mabbott was just Mr. Dependable, Mr. Reliable. Uh, you know, just someone that played with his heart. He made our defence better. You always felt a bit more confident with him in the team. I mean, there's a lot of shit that he had to play alongside with, but... Um, he's just a great. I don't say like a cliche, but he's just a great servant for the club, and and he's he's, you know, the redemption around him as well. Just from my personal viewpoint, because when we lost to Coventry in the cup and he scored an OG, that's 19, the first that'd time. Be I nineteen eighty-seven, right? Yeah, nineteen eighty-seven when we got so close on three on three fronts. Um, that side was great, wasn't it? It was amazing. What still. Well, up until the Poch team, probably my favourite Spurs side because it was that's when I would really kind of really got involved with Tottenham. You know, just obsessively involved in in those late eighties. Um, so, of all players, of all players to score an OG in a Cup final, absolutely devastated for him and, and for for all of us. And and you know. He, so then win the cup in 91, it felt like he kind of went full circle with that um, to kind of wipe out the memory. So it's just a really likeable bloke. You know, he didn't look like a footballer. He didn't sound like a footballer. I mean, to be honest with you, when you pound for pound compare the way they look back in the 80s and, and 90s, a completely different ball game yeah, yeah, in terms of yeah. what we think of a footballer now is completely different. But um, yeah, you gotta love Gary Mabbott Do you know what I mean? You, that's what you want from players. You want that kind of total commitment, almost die for the club. And it
0: you... felt like it felt like the, the, his ilk sort of went away. Like him, Gary Pallister, Steve Bruce. Mm. You know the the sort of diehard uh, centre backs, often centre backs who become leaders of a football club. Um, you know it, it does it doesn't exist now it doesn't exist in the modern game and, and and the modern game has changed and i'm not sure it's any worse or, or you know things have improved it just just things change right you accept, yeah exactly except that they change and just carry on um but gary Mabbott was like and, and i mentioned this in the interview which is going to come in about 20 30 minutes from now you'll hear the interview but gary Gar- um gary mabbitt he 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 was always there he's like the mainstay he was like a dad mm, exactly <laughs> that, that was in the house and was taking care of everybody um like a like a imperious captain mm. and i just felt like uh, as a like he he made his debut in 82 uh, i thought it was 83 but he educated me and said it was 82 uh, i was born in 81 so as i became to understand tottenham hotspur as a thing that became yeah. really important, he was there. He was a, he, he he was leading. He led us for eight, uh, 12, 11 years, and um, you know it was, it's just uh, as a young man looking at your football club, and uh, as you fall in love with it, to have a leader like Gary Mubbet at, at the helm just just helped create an actual ideal about how you should behave in everyday life, and yeah. uh, and when we talked a bit about you know the the issue with john fashion so if there are i'd imagine some very young uh english fans of, of tottenham Hotspur out there but american fans who perhaps don't don't really know what gary Mavet was about um there was an incident towards the end of his career somewhat towards the end of his career where he was elbowed in the face by a forward from wimbledon called john fashion and it ended up in him breaking He's cheekbone and eye socket in five places. And to this day, Gary Mabbit doesn't feel half of his face. Um, It was a massive incident at the time. Do you you remember it, Spook?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I, I do. Unfortunately, there's quite a few Wimbledon-related incidents that that I can recall. They they, Um,
0: they were horrible. I mean, I, I get, like, you know, in terms of being... A limited football club in 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 that they can only pay so much to their players. Mm. The way they went about achieving success shouldn't be a you know like a placeholder for teams of you know Burnley have never achieved what Wimbledon did, mm. but there there are similarities between the two. But it, well,
4: it, you're right. Look, you could compare them to Stoke, but Stoke weren't going around. Like elbowing and, and you know I remember Vinnie Jones lunging from a from, I'm sure he was motionless and he then took a run and lunged into Gary Stevens right in front of me in the East Stand. Uh, it was just he didn't he he didn't even get a yellow card. I mean it shows how much football has actually changed. It's a brutal foul and the same with the Mabber incident. It's it's intentional. I guess is is a the polite way of of, of putting it. Um, and rather uh, comparing them to, say, Stoke, who just played football that didn't allow the, 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 the attractive footballing sides to kind of play football. They got into you. They got stuck into you in terms of, of the way they hassled you around the pitch. You know, Wimbledon did a bit of that as well. They made it a bit uncomfortable, but a lot of it did rely on little cheeky digs here and there. Um and yeah, I mean, this, I didn't realise he was still suffering in terms of not being able to feel his uh, bits of his face from the from that incident. I mean, that's that's insane. I mean, imagine a player doing that today in today's I mean, game. I mean, he wouldn't get away with it. Obviously, VAR. Well, having said that, he probably would get away with it. Can't well, fucking he, trust he, that shit anyway. Whenever you l- listen to uh, uh, John Fashion,
0: you when he, the way he talks. I don't know if you saw uh, SAS. Yeah, mm. when he was on it with Tony Bellew. No, I, th- I saw bits of it. He's, he,
4: yeah, he's quite an elegant speaking person. It's so From weird what?
0: because he is elegant. He is. He yeah. is articulate. Yeah. When when you speak, yeah. when when you hear him speak, he is articulate. But he's also there were moments in that show where he where it became aggressive, and he he just displayed a. It, it was almost I don't, know, I don't know like it's psychopathic it was it was wow. weird. okay. It, it was weird anyway like, <laughs> like, we yeah, we do have an interview of Gary uh, Gary Mavett so it's not you know you you'll you'll be able to hear what he has to say about that incident uh shortly anyway last night uh, spurs beat ludogorets 3-1 and gareth uh, gareth bell sorry uh harry kane uh, scored his 200th goal for tottenham hotspur is, is Madness. It, what, like what what is going on? Like we know that um, we know we know how good he is, and I spoke to my dad actually, previous uh, but before we started recording, I spoke to my dad, and um he and, and he is a like a massive fan of Jimmy Greaves. He he thinks Jimmy Greaves is the best footballer he's ever seen, and I asked him, "Is Harry Kane better than Jimmy Greaves?" And he said, "Yeah, reluctantly," wow. because he he looks back at this, you know, in a romantic way, but he says reluctantly. I think he is. He is better. Uh, and and like, how lucky are we that we get to witness Harry yeah. Kane? What our potentially? Well, not potentially. He's going to score another sixty goals for Spurs. You know, he, he might score another thirty-five this season. So if he scores he's there, isn't he? yeah, within 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 eighteen twenty-four months, he'll he'll, he'll be above him. Like what? Like it just. just like, do, do, do you appreciate it, Speak? Because you, you're you're a lot older than I am. Yeah, a lot older. I mean, you're, you're like, well, all, how right, are you, all right, fo- all right, calm down. No, how, no you're, <laughs> how old are you? 50, 50s? early. Oh,
4: now I'm, 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 I'm forty-seven, mate. Forty-seven years young.
0: Early fifties. So you're
4: like, what? <laughs> you, you've seen
0: half a decade of football. Yeah, I mean, it
4: is it, like what your dad is saying kind of resonates a little bit because. I mean, you're talking football's generational and, and it's quite hard sometimes to say this player from the 1960s or 70s is is better or, or, or not as good as this player from the modern times. Like, yeah. It's not really comparable, it isn't. But at the same time, it, it can be just in terms of what that player gives to the team and what he does as an individual in terms of, of breaking records. And, and I think we, 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 as much as I think we do appreciate him and love him, I think there's also an element of us taking it a little bit for granted that that he's, he's the expectat- the benchmark he set, the expectancies we have of the player, um, we almost were comfortable. We know what he's going to do. We know he's going to score. And maybe we need to take a step back and think, hold on a minute, really enjoy what he's doing. I mean, truly enjoy it because you will look back in 10, 20, 30 years' time, and and then turn to your kids and say, or, or just turn to anyone and say, I I was following Tottenham when Harry yeah. Kane was at his peak. It does it and does that... feel,
0: it does feel like a spook where where your kids are going to grow up and, they, and 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 God willing they follow Spurs, they'll they'll say to you at
4: some point, tell me about what Harry Kane was like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the age of Harry Kane, and because you're living in it, and and, and I guess there's there's a lot of. There's a lot to consume and digest with football, and you, you know, you, you, like I said, you do take things for granted a little bit, and perhaps you don't step out yourself and think, "Hold on a minute, you know, he truly is a once in a lifetime." It's uh, unbelievable, to speak. It's unbelievable, and, he, and he's, a, he's accidental as well. He's an accidental miracle. He's this. a he's a miracle. Like he's, <laughs> we're talking about a, a player
0: who is the best striker in Europe right now, like assists, goals. He plays for Tottenham Hotspur. He's been our uh, he's been our um, our, uh, our top goal scorer for the last six years. Madness! But it's not just that though. He's 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 on another plane. Will we will in our lifetime, Spook? And I hope we both live on to to you know live to a hundred years old, where we get to see many generations of Spurs players. But we will never see someone as good as him.
4: It's probably re- probably not. I mean the odds on it happening again. Considering you know, your dad's comparing him to Jimmy Greaves, he's not there's no other comparison. And that was back in the sixties and seventies. And we know what Greaves achieved for every club that you play for. It's an absolutely phenomenal talent. And and, and and probably undervalued and underrated when they talk about world stars, when they talk about Kempes and uh, Muller and all, the, all these other players from from different generations but he was you know, better than right. all of them. he was better than all of them he he was he was phenomenal and and to then to then actually say that Kane is potentially as good or as good or better or whatever is is that's the moment where you you think fuck like we 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 truly are watching something special we should we should we truly should appreciate what we've got and probably the thing that we're hoping for is that this is the season that you know, we get the monkey off our back and we win something and then he consolidates his legacy more. Not that he has to, you know, Shearer never won a league title because he chose Newcastle over Man United. No, sorry. Of course he won a league title with Blackburn. Yeah, he so did, but yeah, complete, but... No, no no, black, no, no. Blackburn there, I completely blanked out. But
0: in, in a way, <laughs> in, in a way, uh, though it is important, it doesn't, uh, to, to aid your point, it doesn't matter because Shearer could have joined Man United and achieved
4: like, everything. Everything. everything, but would,
0: yeah. would would he be remembered in the same way? I'm sure he would have done actually. But what what he did as a, as a when you look at Shearer, you don't think about him not winning league trophies. You look at him and think he was the
4: greatest striker we've ever seen. Now this is this is a really good point, right? A Really, really good point because for Tottenham there seems to be, we seem to exist in this bubble where we're not allowed to make that point because when I think of Shearer, I don't think about, as you just saw, I just illustrated, I, I, I fucking forgot he won the, the title with Blackburn. doesn't matter. Yeah, because I think of him it, like everybody does, the, what he scored. But he scored the, for Newcastle and Newcastle were inoffensive. You know, the Kevin Keegan club, they, they, they're not, they don't offend he... anyone. They're not really hated. Whereas Tottenham, God forbid you say Kane is the best striker of all time because the response to that is well what what's he won? What's he won then? He hasn't won anything. Like and and we don't really need to talk about that because I think that reaction proves that But, but they mate, know deep down. They know mate, deep down what player he is.
0: Van Nissero Van Roy won more league titles than than um uh than than uh Shearer. Um I think Sutton, when when he played with Shearer up front mm. uh, at Blackburn, won the same amount of league titles. The reality is 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 your standing in the game is not about what you win. Fabian Delph has more titles than Harry Kane. Does that make him more of a important yeah, player exactly. than exactly. Harry Kane? It doesn't make it. I think. Exactly. I hope. I hope. And and it's taken me to thirty nine, nearly forty years old to to realize that winning isn't winning really. If you look at your your legacy and what how people remember you. It's not about it isn't about winning. It's about what you did for the club that you you, you yeah. played for. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that, that there are Hoibier has won more for Bayern Munich than Harry Kane has won for Tottenham. Hmm. Is Hoibier gonna be held up hopefully he will be in in, in you know the annals of his career is be at this stage going to be held up above Harry Kane? No, he is oh, no, yeah, So exactly. it's, not get, it's not about winning. It's not about winning, Spook. It's about creating a legacy and he can do it. And he has done it. Like bar not, like I would have no issue. I really would have no issue if Harry Kane at the end of his contract said, I just want to join Real Madrid to win a, a Champions League if he hasn't done it with Spurs already. I wouldn't have any problem with that. But mm. the 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 the, the um, the crux of, of, of what he's achieved, what he's achieved as a professional footballer, wouldn't be that Champions League trophy at Real Madrid. It would be what he's done already. He's already carved. He's already um, Mount Rushmore. He's he's an, he's a <laughs> Mount, he's a Mount Rushmore striker in terms of Premier League history. You'd have Shearer. You might have actually Van Nistelrooy wouldn't be there. You'd have Shearer, Thierry Henry, maybe Harry Kane, Wayne Rooney. Maybe at the end of, end of his career, if he stays with Sp- uh, Tottenham or he stays in the Premier League, then he will be the the top goal scorer in, in 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 the British game. And and I feel like I feel like it's important to him. And if he is that, then he is the first fucking mug carved on that fucking <laughs> Mount Rushmore.
4: Rush Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And that was that was really well put because you're you're right. I think his hunger and his drive. um, You know, he's got himself in that position and I think it is important to him. And I think that's probably where he's fighting himself a little bit in, you know, what does he do here? Does he, does he just go to a club to win something, to say that he's won something? And I get why players want to do that. Or does he stick it out with Spurs and break all those records as as a Tottenham player um, and, and become a legend with, beyond doubt I mean he's already on his way to doing that but to do something similar to what Shearer did um, or does he just sell his soul to the devil and then go to a club abroad to just win it win something in the first season and just to say he's won something yeah but I'm selfish you're selfish we're we're Spurs fans we want to see him stay and, and he, that's what why he's hungry this season for something to, to happen. he really believes it you can see it in his form you can just see it in the way he talks after games the way he echoes Mourinho's sentiment you know they're all on the same page they and they feel and i and i think i and I think we're on our way to doing that I genuinely do, Speak, do you know, um, do you know more weird, than ever now a
0: weird weird is that, that Gareth Bau is in our side and he's not the main man like it's it, nutty yeah it is <laughs> when, when Gareth Bell scored it was great but Harry Kane went up to him as like a little pat on the back and like let's get on with it. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. We,
0: we've got so many big dogs in this squad. Yeah, and we've got so many. About p- time. Yeah, about time. About time. One hundred percent about time. We've got so many pretenders in the squad as well. We've got on <laughs> We've got we've got Doherty. Uh, he- hoy he's has put his head above the parapet as mm. the main man. Not like it's him and it's Kane. That, that's what it feels like. Uh, mm. uh, even uh, like uh, I think uh, I hold in terms of leaders in the squad, in terms of potential captains, or or
4: just he every, it, doesn't he?
0: Above above Aldevarad, and uh, and mm. and is a leader in his in his own right, and so is Eric
4: Dyer. We've got a team of leaders, but that's important because that's what la- well that's what Tottenham have lacked in the past. Like, we've always looked to one leader, the captain. And then, and then it's almost like, well, he's the he's he's the captain, and that's it. Whereas what you want is you want new signings to come in and raise the level, raise that benchmark, get players to know that if, if they're not if they're not playing to the same levels as the likes of Kane and Hobeier, they're gonna they're gonna be showing up. Everyone's gonna see that they're 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 not putting in the same amount of of application as those two players. So it raises the bar massively but also you, you you look at the way they lead by example yeah Hoybier the way he applauds players and he, yes. he kind of what the fuck it's 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 not a Tottenham thing to see stuff like that but but it's something that we've had a lot in recent years but now I think we've got an abundant um of that type of energy. Uh, and, uh, and, and and I guess it does come back down to Mourinho, um, that he's he's engineering that side of uh, our character and our personality.
0: Spook, as someone who's watched football for 60, bordering around 70 years, what, um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of Hojbjerg? Because he, he is, like, like, every time he gets the ball, it drops to him. He's not losing it. And not no, only, right? he's, not he's only so is he not losing it, he's, he's being progressive.
4: Yeah, he's so efficient and good at what he's, he does. He does the job well, but he, he doesn't. It's not like a silent, uh, like you know, the way Scott Parker just he. he you kind of almost missed what he was doing in the middle. You know, it was he was quite underrated, but it wasn't spectacular and he wasn't ever above a certain. He was just consistent. Whereas this guy, you can just see he's there's an aura about him. It's similar to the way Kane has an aura. A son has an aura. These players, and Toby, when he was at his best, and it, it just, it you know that kind of brings together this synergy throughout the team. If your midfield is doing its job, and it's doing its job properly, and it isn't just reactive, it's proactive, then you know that you've got a nucleus, nucleus to, to work from. That you know if the midfield is doing its job, you're then free to move forward. You're confident in defence. You're free to move forward. You're free to 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 create and and to to kind of boss the the, the tempo. Maybe we don't do enough of that uh, because of the whole passive issue that we sometimes have, which I'm ne- I'm never quite sure if that's deliberate or not. But yeah, he is the linchpin, the kingpin, whatever you want to call him. He's he's crowned himself the Don in 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 the, in the center of the pitch, and I fucking love to see it. Yeah, he has indeed.
0: He has indeed. All right, we're now going to throw to uh, the wonderful interview we've done with Gary Mabbott Hello and welcome to the show, Gary. How are you doing, mate? Thank you for coming on.
3: Yes, I'm very well, thanks, Flab. Uh, obviously, uh, be very strange times that we are in, but uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. We'll, we'll get through it and we'll come out smiling.
0: And thank you to uh, William Hill for making this happen as well. I mentioned to a mate, actually, that I was, I was getting the opportunity to speak to you and he just responded with the, the line... Uh, when Gal goes up to lift the FA Cup, we'll be there. <laughs> do you ever remember Spurs fans singing that?
3: Yes, and uh, it, you know, it still goes on to this day. So occasionally, when you know something goes up on the screen, uh, the fans will still <laughs> you give me a little rendition of the uh, of the cup final song. So, no, very nice.
0: Well, I often do it when I'm running up the stairs at home, and because uh, <laughs> I, I remember obviously vividly. I'm 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 39, uh, and your your sort of career and time at Spurs is is, is it sort of started, was It was '83. Uh, 82 82, you joined i was born in 81 and as i grew older you were just always just a mainstay you were obviously the leader of the side and captain of the side later on and i I, as i grew older and learned more about spurs you were always like our leader and i spoke to my dad beforehand and he just said i asked him about you and what he thought because obviously he's um he'd been going a long time by that point and he just said you were just a fantastic leader and 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 like a bastion of football club and it's not common you get that um uh,
3: uh, thank you very much much appreciated
0: no worries I, I thought that uh, we, we'd extend this opportunity to the listeners of the podcast because they don't typically get the opportunity to to ask questions to Tottenham legends um, but before you do that I just want to talk about Harry Kane obviously last night he broke or well, hit 200 goals which is insane what what, what what do you make of his ascendancy at Tottenham and what he's done so far
3: I've been lucky enough to see Harry come through the ranks and, uh, you know, grow, grow through that period of time whereby there was doubt about whether he would uh, make it through to the first team uh, as a regular first team player. Go out on loan, come back. And, uh, you know, he grew in stature every time he came back. And, you know, that shows a lot about the character of Harry. He's got a great family behind him. And for me, uh, the way that he's playing at the moment, the goals he's scoring, uh, his assists uh, throughout the, the games that we've had so far... Uh, his changing of roles, his leadership, his you know, maintaining the team at times whereby we need to stick together. You know, I think uh, yeah, he's, he's been our sort of talisman for quite a lot of things that's happened. Uh, and certainly at the moment, um, seeing him, I think he's at the best I've seen him for a, you know, for a long, long time. And uh, long may that continue. And uh, I think Jimmy Greaves' record is, uh, is getting within sight.
0: Yeah, for sure. I spoke to my dad, again, because he's favourite player. He always used to talk about how good Jimmy Greaves in and how he would just stroke the ball into the net. It was ne- never about power and bluster. It was always precision, precision and class with Greaves. And I asked him, I rang him up about an hour ago and I said, uh, is is, is Harry Kane better than Jimmy Greaves? And he goes, I hate to say it, but I think he might be. I think he might go down as the best striker that Tottenham have, have ever had. And the fact that we're getting to witness it with our own eyes, it's incredible. It's really incredible. Um, what... What what, uh, what what do you think he does from here though do you, he just keeps scoring and, and, and will he, do you think he stay at Tottenham? is Is this something you, you have an opinion on or can answer
3: well, of course you want uh, every top player I always want to stay at the club. Uh, I know I hate seeing players go, but uh, you know the way that the game is these things can happen, uh, but I think harry 's got a passion about the club uh, certainly um, why I think the intention that the club has shown over these last few months mm. in our our work during our transfer window, the players that we've brought in, the re-signing of Gareth Bale, I think has been a change of dynamics in the dressing room, the belief within the players that the club's intentions to really actually to go and win trophies this season. So yes, all of those things put together, I believe will you know, be very much in Harry's mind and hopefully convincing him that this is the place he wants to be and this is the place where we can win things. Can we win the league this year, Gary? I believe any team has got an opportunity of seizing that chance this year. I think it's going to be similar to the Leicester season when they won the title, whereby no one's going to dominate it. Every team has got their vulnerabilities. If they can be exploited, then I feel that uh, any team can take that opportunity. Looking at our squad of players, when Gareth's fully fit, you know, with Son, Bale, Kane, Lamora, Vanella, Lissan going forward, no one will want to defend against those players. And defensively, we brought in Sergio, I think he's a great player, Matt Doherty, but all those replay players, you know, obviously they're newcomers to the to the squad. We've got Joe Roden in from Swansea as well yeah uh, you know, We as long as there's always work to be done, but we are certainly in with a great opportunity of putting in a sustained challenge at the title this year. Now, I am saying that as a fan yeah <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't be saying that so I'd be you know. say, look basically from the player's point of view, you know the next game is the most important one, no matter whether it's in the league cup, FA Cup, the Premier League. Every game you play builds character, it builds consistency, and it builds confidence. So every single game is, in the, next, is the most important. If you're trying to talk about things that go, could happen in you know, eight months, 10 months time, nonsense. That's not in a player's mentality when you go out on the field of play and when you're training. So it's always about the next game. As a fan, wow, well, yes. I think that pieces are starting to fall into place and it could be a very exciting season.
0: I want to to some of the questions that we got sent in. Um, Barry Muses says, as a diabetic myself, it'd be interesting to hear how Gary has balanced his illness with being a top-level sportsman. Um, did your match preparation differ from any other professionals?
3: You know, how, how was that for you? Because you were quite young, like 17, is that correct? Yes, yeah, so I was diagnosed 42 years ago. I was at Bristol Rovers and then joined Spurs when I was 20. Uh, during my career, I was having four injections every single day and 10 blood tests every day. Uh, so yes, uh, my pre-match and my uh, in the dressing room was very different. Uh, didn't see any other players giving themselves injections and things uh, half-time and when I had to on occasions. So yes, I mean my whole career from that time. I was told when I was diagnosed that I wouldn't be able to continue my career, um, but I managed to persuade one doctor to to be on my side and to back yeah. me, and hence. Uh, I was lucky enough to go on and have the career that I did. And yes, it, obviously it was very different. I had to do everything very differently. My whole diet, uh, my way, way of living, everything had to be changed um, to give me the chance of being a top player. And uh, yes, uh, there may be things I missed out on, but obviously things I gained because of it. And yeah, I was lucky enough, I played my last game for Spurs coming up 37 years of age. So yeah, for me, um, yeah, um, I had the most wonderful career at the club. I was lucky enough to play there for you know, 16 years, I was captain for 11 years, had a fantastic time there. And uh, as I say, when I look back over my career, my relationship with the, the club, with the supporters, uh, you know, it, it was an immense time for me. Um, so yes, uh, yes, I had the diabetes, I had to deal with different issues, uh, but I was over to fortunately, um, you know, get through despite having to do those things all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine how how difficult it must have been and how worrying at the time of diagnosis, where you think you're at start of what you, you didn't. I guess you didn't even realise how successful your career would end up being, but that must have been very difficult as a as a kid with aspirations of being a pro footballer to to contend with that news and not only that. You know, work through it and still become play at the level that you played at. We got a question from Matthew Borum said, "Was was the club sophisticated? Was football sophisticated enough to understand diet and sports science back in the eighties and nineties, or was it up to you to, to 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 manage that that the, your your condition?"
3: Well, no, I mean, my condition was up to me basically. Um, the club had to have all special things in the. Uh, in the boxes on the side of the pitch and with the trainer and things just in case things went wrong for me on the field. Mm. Um, but, you know, that didn't happen during my career. It all had to be there in place just in case. So, yes, there were special things that had to be done. Uh, but uh, as I say, it was, it, it was coped with. And, uh, you know, whenever we won a game, the team would go out to celebrate. Uh, I'd always go with the team as captain. I'd make sure that I was there with them. I never drank alcohol we went out. Um, but I'd always have to leave them by about midnight to get home for my bedtime injection. But I'd always be there as part of the team, mm. but, but obviously not uh, uh, getting involved in the, some of the antics that may have been going on. Um, <laughs> but no, overall, I think we were trailblazers. When I joined in 82, we mm. already had psychologists to travel with on the coach uh, We with people that you they know, to, to counseling for players. Uh, so no, everything was being put in place as far as, um, yeah, even when i joined Spurs in 82 of course things have changed a great deal since then but even then there were a lot of things that were being put in place to uh, give the players the best opportunities of producing their best performances
0: uh, mark eddie says um, he says you're a legend you'll always be our captain but he, he wanted to know if it was okay to ask about john fashionew and the incident and and you know whether you how do you feel looking back on the incident now or or are you philosophical about it or or do you hold any resentment how how do you feel about it
3: well the actual incident itself uh, is something you should never see on the on the football field uh you know i made the statement at the time as best i could just said that you know fashion he was playing without due care and attention to you know to his opponents yeah um you never if i in my whole career i never ever once went out to kick or to hurt or to elbow an opponent if I had gone in to do that on purpose and broken somebody's leg and finished their career, I could never have forgiven myself. Mm. So yes. I was very hard. I was very tough. Uh, but you can be hard and tough. You look at my stats. I probably won more challenges and tackles than most others at the time. Mm. Um, but no, uh, people that go around doing things like that, uh, in my opinion, unacceptable. Wimbledon, um, you know, had a bit of a, a thing about coming to play Tottenham and wanting to show themselves as being, uh, you know, what they were. Um, and, you know, they built a, a strong side, to be fair to them, that managed to maintain performances and to win the FA Cup. Uh, but they crossed – there's a line that you can't cross in football, and uh, they did cross that line far too many times. What? me, so um, yeah, it's something that's happened. Yeah. It, was a, it was a disgraceful challenge. You know, I had, my eye socket was smashed in five places, my cheekbone in four places, a little fracture to my skull. Uh, so um, – I'd have three, four operations to put it all right. I've still got no feeling in that side of my face. So this whole side of my face is, I have an injection at the dentist, but to change sides of my bed with my wife so I can feel her kissing me. Oh. So so, yeah. I had no
0: idea Uh, about that. I didn't know. I didn't know that there was lasting damage. I know, I remember it. Can you imagine as a kid, um, looking at that and being terrified and not, not understanding what was going on because that for me wasn 't football and what wasn 't football I knew. I know bad challenges and broken legs happen, and people make mistakes and mistimed time challenges and they result in, in, in bad injuries, but that looked so bad and the image obviously the, the image that was circulated around um, I, I, was, I think it made the front of the paper if I
3: remember rightly it, it, it was it was so shocking and uh, yeah and, it, as I said before it shouldn't have happened uh, it's uh nothing you'd like to see in football um and as I said it uh it, it wasn't a nice time in, in my career but uh yeah unfortunately it, it's happened and uh yeah, one thing I've been lucky enough in my career no matter what's happened is that I've always taken every single setback as a stepping stone to move forward yeah whether it be an injury whether it be a defeat whether it be yeah, lo- losing matches cup finals whatever uh I've never dwelled on it and uh let it sort of uh, concern me or worry me too much. So uh, that's always been a bonus for me.
0: Obviously, Harry Kane and Greaves always get spoken about as our best strikers, don't they? But in 1987-88 season, uh, Clive Allen scored 49 goals in one season. Now, that's more than Harry Kane and Greaves have ever, ever managed. Uh, just that, that was an incredible season, obviously... Uh, he ended with the FA Cup final, which was bittersweet for you because you scored and obviously they had the deflected goal and stuff. But, but um, just, just how good was that Clive Allen that season? Was it just like just give him the ball when he's going to score? How did he
3: get to 49? It's crazy. Well, I think if you talk to Clive, I think, uh, you know, that team, that season, we were just creating so many chances. Um, you know, we had one of the best squads we assembled during my time at Spurs. We were the almost but not quite team. I think we mm. came second or third in the league. Semi final of the League Cup, final of the FA Cup. Uh, you know, Ray Clements in goal. We started with Danny Thomas at right back, Bish at left back, myself and Richard Goff, my best defensive partner throughout my time at the club. We used to play out from the back to a five man midfield of Glenn Hoddle, Ozzy Ardiles, Chris Waddle, Paul Allen, and uh, Steve Hodge. We had Clive Allen up front, and we just created so many opportunities, and Clive was just taking them. Uh, that record, I don't think, will never be beaten. It was an amazing season. We created so many chances and one man up on his own striker for the players behind him, creating things. We had a solid defensive unit and uh, it was a great season. It was just a shame we couldn't have maintained that squad for another couple of seasons.
0: Yeah, indeed. All right, I'm conscious that we, we, we're close to running over 10 minutes. So I just, I've just got a final question now. I'm putting you on the spot here. It's from, it's from one of our house writers, Ian Flynn. And he's asking, does Gary remember my mum telling him how much better looking he was in real life than he was th- than in the panini sticker? And then asking him to sign a cricket bat at Brookfield Park, circa
3: 1990. <laughs> Do you remember? No, that? I remember. Yes, I remember signing a cricket bat, and uh, <laughs> I remember she she was a very uh very very attractive lady who came up and made some very nice comments about me. <laughs> uh, but uh no, uh, yeah, obviously. I've been very lucky in my career. I've um, yeah, been able to go out, and uh, you know, generally still, when I go out to places, there's a lot of people who are Spurs fan, football fans, and you know, generally I get a good reception from people. So, no, that, that was very kind of her.
0: Okay. Um, Gary, I, I just I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us. I don't want to keep it because I appreciate you've done a number of these interviews, and you've been an absolute legend. Uh, thank you for everything you've done for Spurs, and, and, and like I said, growing, growing up watching you play, it was like you were an example of what a footballer uh should be uh, a great example to us and then uh, and uh and you know, a wonderful a wonderful captain and it was just like when you when you mentioned about challenges that you made and how you went into uh, to the boy used to remember vividly the way you used to leap for headers and bring your head back and push it forward and it, it would just it's clear the defense it was it was a wonderful thing to see <laughs> so thank you so much gary and i hope you have a lovely day and uh, hopefully in the future we get to do this again same tune, and it's been an absolute pleasure thanks very much yeah that was a, that was a fantastic listen Spook. Uh, a the great opportunity to just speak to a Tottenham legend in, in Gary Mabber and, uh, yeah. and it's just it's, legend. It's, oh 100% 100% uh, just a fantastic opportunity for us um but we we do we do move on and there are many questions that the the Fighting Court listeners have put forward to us and um, another one for Harry Kane. This is from Mo, a Hotspur sixty-seven. He says, "At what at what point did you realise that Harry Kane was a special player? Was it Chelsea at home, or was it the goal against Arsenal, or was it the the time where he, you know, stripped his." his mask off and uh, just run into the crowd. When, when did you think that Harry Kane was a special player?
4: Wow, I mean, all, that, all those incidents really resonate. I mean, the the double, when we came back from 1-0 down at White Hart Lane and he scored two two with his head. I think it was two with his head. He scored the winner with his head. Um, that, you the, the, the whose name is Harry Kane game, I think. It, what, the, it, what, the, the pirate one. bully? Yeah, the... Yeah. <laughs> Um, that that was that was special because it, he, he going into that game. I guess a lot of people were still. I mean, we knew what we had, but I think people outside of Tottenham were like, "Well, he's just a player on form. It happens all the time, and then they disappear." Um, but but the Chelsea game is, is interesting because when he the the two goals he scored, he, he scored twice, yeah, if I
0: remember correctly. Yeah, he, he scored <laughs> one me. at the back stick where he sort of bundled it in. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but it was the other one where he just made it out of nowhere. And I always found that goal to be underrated because he literally just cut in, beat a few players, lined up the shots, scored. And I just, for me, it blew my fucking mind because it was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do anything I want at this mm. point. I'm going to just do absolutely anything I want. Um, he's never lost momentum. You know, all, all those games that you mentioned, they're almost iconic moments in terms of his career progression and and the way that he can score any type of goal from anywhere at any point you know with the type of skill um, and technicality that perhaps you never saw back in the day uh, when he was you know playing in the Europa League um, or struggling on loan to, to, to other clubs um, just so many man from from the 200 that he's, he's notched away there's just so many memories
0: yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely it's been, um, it's been, you know, you can't even describe it really. It's been, it's amazing. As we've been talking about, do you reckon he'll he, he beat Shearer's record? Because it, no, no one ever thought it was possible. You know, starting to think it it might be. Says
4: Coyes on uh, on Twitter. It, it, yes, if he, I guess he's got to stay in England, which which means he has to stay at Tottenham because the alternative isn't something I'm going to be that comfortable with. Um, I don't know whether he wants to play abroad. I d- don't know whether it's ever been something that he's hinted towards. Um, there's easy options for him if if he wants instant success. We all know where he's going to end up if he decides to to walk. Uh, but if he stays at Tottenham, yeah, I want to see him get there, and he probably will based on based on the fact that he's he just never stops scoring. The only thing that's going to always be a question mark for any given player is the the whole injury thing and how many games you might miss per season. Um, it's really really funny when you look at people that win the Golden Boot when when Kane's missed half the season and they've, they've scored maybe three or four more than him. And it's like, what? He's fucking missed 15, 20 games and that's all you've got. Yeah. Your strikers have only got a, a handful of goals more than Harry Kane and he's not even fucking played for the, the entire season. It's just incredible, and and I do hope he gets there.
0: Yeah, me too. So uh,
4: yeah, yeah. Fuck it, he's gonna get there for
0: us. <laughs> let's uh, let's look ahead to the West Brom game. Uh, obviously, uh, West, uh, William William Hill providing many 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 decent odds uh, to to get involved with, and um, obviously gone then. What have well, they got? Well, well, I some mean, I mean, some information that. Um, William Mill put across Sunday's uh, Premier League game against West Brom presents Mourinho with an opportunity to get points on the board ahead of a tough run of fixtures against Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Is there any issue that that we've had a on on paper easy running so far? Mm. Do you, do you have any issue with the fact that perhaps we'll get shown up? against Man City, Chelsea, oh,
4: Arsenal. Oh, God. I mean, it's it, you, you're you always fearing that because one thing that's happened this season is that teams have got spankings, you know, and we haven't been dished one yet. Um, it might well happen. I think the lesson to be learned, if it does, just put it down to this season being a bit nutty because Liverpool getting beat at 7-2 by Aston Villa just seems like a... A complete fluke, even though it wasn't, and you got to give credit to, to Villa. Villa. Um, it's a tough fixture list, but this is these are games that Mourinho thrives in. You know, Arsenal. I don't think I've ever beaten him. No, um, they've got two you points. In, two points. Yeah, from. I mean Liverpool. Liverpool are beginning to pick up a little bit of form. You know, in the final third, they're looking really sharp. City, you don't quite know what they're doing, but they're always going to be quality. I think these are the games that you want, you, you, you want to experience these right now. And- but
0: these are the games that, that that Mourinho will be walking into, going right. This is this is where I belong. This is what I want to do. This yeah, is, yeah. This yeah. is how I continue to prove that I am the man. And and exactly, and I feel like he feels undervalued, and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous after twenty five games that he feels undervalued, and and, and William Mill have, have brought this. Talking point to us and saying, "Actually, you've done well so far, but do I have some massive games coming up?" And this is where Jose Mourinho goes again, and he shouldn't have to do this after winning 25 trophies or 25 t- titles. He shouldn't have to prove his worth, but he, he feels it seems he feels like he, he, that he has to over and over mm. again. Mm. And, and and you know, last season when we played Man City at, at, at White Hart Lane, we beat him. When we played Arsenal at Royal well, we beat them. When yeah. we played Liverpool, we should have got a result out of that, even yeah. even if it was yeah. just a draw. We should have got something from it. Yeah. So he knows how to do it against the best teams. He is no, exactly. an elite manager.
4: And the the potential advantage that we have if we do get results out of this game is that we're, we're playing them all in one kind of run. Do you know what I mean? The momentum out of that would be utterly incredible if we got results.
0: Well, if we come out of that and we're anywhere near the top, then you, you've got to start thinking about the, yeah,
4: the Spurs as title, title contender. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, you know, it, you, you might have, you, you might get a couple of draws out of it and it might feel disappointing, you know, when looking at the, the the form guide just based on the numbers. But then when you look at the opponents, what do we usually do against them season in, season out? Um it's it just comes back to momentum. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know what William Hill are trying to say with on paper, it looks daunting. On paper it looks like we could get fucked over, showing up, whatever else. But like you said, Mourinho thrives on this. This is this is where he does prove his worth. This is where we need to see him prove his worth. We're paying him a lot of money. This is the reason he's come in to give us something more than the plan A that we had under Poch and under most other managers. He gives the edge by adapting to the opponent. So every opponent will, will get a different version of Tottenham because it's a different version of Jose Mourinho's thinking. So it's fascinating from my perspective. From, look, look, William Hill, from the betting perspective, because it, it, the amount of scenarios you could put out there might have to play a little accumulator, to be fair. Um, from our perspective, we want to see our, our, our players really rise up to the occasion. And from, from Mourinho's, it is a case of sticking his finger up again to the media if he gets through those games and Tottenham are sitting top, because after that, who we got? I don't even tell me, but who we got? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've got, we've got, we've got a potent, potential push. And then I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Then that's <laughs> the that that is the actual test when Spurs are in a position to actually say they're not chasing it, putting the pressure on second or third place. If they are top and they're protecting the lead, and the onus is on them now to go on to win it, that that type of pressure, I think, is um, is going to be brand new. Well, for everyone, the club and us, it's going we, to be a brand new feeling.
0: So we go into this away game against West Brom, uh, yeah, on the back of three away victories, and 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 the last time we've done that in our first three opening games was 1949 to 1950 <laughs> season. was crazy. Uh, bearing in mind, Arthur Rowe won the league a, a year later. Um, mm. You know, this this is like winning away games. I know everything's a bit mad right now, but winning away games is really, really important. And to win them in the way that we did, bearing in mind, if, if, you know, we're recording this on a Friday afternoon, um, Southampton, if they win tonight, they could go joint top of the league. Mm.
4: We smashed Southampton five two this season. Mm. I know. I don't even know how they got up there. They've gone on a little stealth mission. But good luck to good luck to them. <laughs> yeah, good luck to them. You but know. you know, look. But we did smash them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we, we absolutely do. Ha- we did hand handle hand them their arse. So, you know, we it. It just feels like, you know, winning games without. Playing really well, I know it's a, like a horrible cliche, but winning games and when you don't play well is, is 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 essentially the fabric of a title winning side.
4: Yeah, you need that. You need that in you. You need to dig deep. You need to get lucky. You, you need to make your own luck. All that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's just a culture of hating to lose, really hating to lose, and and perhaps occasionally even if it's ugly, um, doing everything you can do to win even if it kind of goes against your your philosophy I mean if you're doing every week then you might have a problem I mean I'll I'll have a problem with that type of football but every now and again uh, you you can take it because it is it is needed you know you need to play good football you need to play you need to play ugly football too to get to get those results so speak are you ready for some odds go on then Fire them forty
0: forty six 46% of Premier League meetings between Tottenham and West Brom have ended up in draws. So if okay. you think... really, if, that's, if that's not great. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's the way things go. Um, if you fancy Spurs and West Brom for a draw, again, it's 10-3 to 3 with William Hill. Although the draw would uh, be seen as drop, drop points for Spurs and given Slav and Bil- Bilic's uh, their, their winless streak, they've been terrible this season, haven't they? They, hmm. they lost to... QPR the other day, uh, not QPR. What I'm saying, Fulham
4: the other day. I think, yeah, they did. Well. They've shipped I, I eighteen think, goals. Eighteen goals they've shipped this season already. You see, Now you're you're making me a little bit arrogant and cocky because I, as you were reading out reading out those odds, I was thinking, I'm I, I'm not going to put any money down on 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 a draw. I don't care about the forty six percent. Mainly because, like the other away games, like every game this season, there's no home supporters, and and I think that's helped them in the past. You know, we every time it's like West Brom away. What is the the running joke amongst us, amongst all Spurs supporters? Oh, here we go. It's, gonna be, it's we're gonna either lose or draw.
1: Yeah, because West Brom
4: always do something. They always they always make it tricky, difficult. We don't help ourselves. Um, and listen, I, I'm not saying I want I, I want the season to play out with no with no crowds because we're missing out on a potentially defining year a season. Um, and, and we want to see Bale and Kane in the flesh. But in terms of this game in isolation, I'd stick money on us winning. Uh, mm. Because, I, again, West Brom have been awful. What if they've shipped, they've shipped to 18 goals. Supporters. 18 yeah.
0: goals. Uh, 18 goals this season, they've shipped. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. Yeah, and they've failed to score in five games. And and obviously, they faced Tottenham as the highest scoring uh, team in, in in the entire league, which is mad. 5-0. 5-0 Spurs. They're well, more... I don't have odds on 5-0. I've got odds on 3-0. <laughs> Spurs... What are, the,
4: uh, what are the odds on that?
0: Well, Spurs are available at 10-1, to
4: 3-0. And 4-0, they're available at 20-1. to 1. Right, I'm taking that. I'm taking that one. <laughs> okay. I'm taking that one for sure.
0: 4-0. Uh, keep an eye out on all enhanced prices on Sunday's game via William Hill's website, and uh, please remember, obviously, to gamble responsibly. It should be just a bit of fun. Uh, visit org for advice and support. Right, Spook, uh, before we end, I want to yeah. ask you a single question. Go on. What are your thoughts on Pochettino potentially joining United? <sighs> I don't God. want it. I, I just don't want it to
4: happen. Yeah, it, 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 it's funny. I mean... You don't want it to happen. I I, I feel the same, but it weirdly, I I I, I would kind of oh, I don't know, mate. I was going to say that weirdly. Would you I, want him I, to I fail? Okay with it? No, this is the problem. You know, you don't want him to fail. You want Man United to fail. They've had they've they've, they've had their bit. They've had twenty five years of bossing it and trophies all over the place. Let them suffer a little bit. Let them go through a little bit of a. Uh, a kind of drought again. A fallow, you know? a fallow year. Yeah, why not? Why uh, not? It uh, makes you a better supporter. Spook, well I,
0: to- I, I think that he's. I, I think he's waiting on PSG because it just makes sense. Like he's, he's been in a high pressure uh, scenario with Spurs that we you know mm. he just failed. He failed to get us over the line. Manchester yeah. United. The expectation. The Goldfish Bowl is the same. With 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 yeah. PSG with the funding they have. He will be able to pick up trophies at a Canter because he's that good. He's that good a manager. If he, if you remove all of the bollocks that, that surrounds Tottenham and surrounds yeah. Manchester United, if he just goes to PSG as their former captain, then this is that's a great opportunity for him. Like, do that, Potch. Do not, please, for the love of fucking god. Join Manchester United for Christ's sake!
4: <laughs> it, it, it is it, you, you are right with that because uh, he was on Monday Night Football and he was he was as diplomatic and uh, I couldn't and watch as... that by the way. Oh no, I, I did. I wanted to watch it because because of him and it's just good to hear him talk again. He seemed very relaxed, very chilled. He's got his curvy long hair. He's put a bit of pudding on. He's just enjoying. The, the lockdown I guess he's just enjoying life outside of football but you're right he didn't look eager snappy zestful in terms of mm-hmm. I'm going to make it sort of subtle here that I want to I want to get back in into the Premier League he's he again <laughs> it didn't seem like that though. his answers hey it didn't seem like that no I I just think he, he seemed chilled like like you said it, the PSG thing makes sense because it's no disrespect it's a bit of a farmer's league right you should be winning the title with PSG in France. Okay? Yeah, with that, with that so funding, he, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we've so got Mbappe get... and, and Neymar. Oh my God, yeah, easily. So it, it, the, the title probably won't even be a priority for him. He'll try and make his mark on the, on the Champions League. And then that will shut everyone up. Like, what has Posh ever done? Well, this is what I've done, mate. Oh, but it's PSG. Yeah, but it, so what? It, I've, have PSG ever won anything before in Europe? No, so needs he needs, like, he needs that of... win, then he needs yeah, that wind. Yeah, he need he just needs to he needs that and then <coughs> he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He could he could probably just come back to us at that point. Would you uh, take it, but him, not... could you see a world in in the future where he Yeah, he becomes... I think so. I, even even if it didn't end well with him and Levy, I think I think Levy's the type of person amazingly I can't believe I'm saying this that does have a kind of sentimental connection to what we achieved as I know people hate that word achieved, but what we did under Poch, where, where he got us, how close he got us and yeah. and how he changed the culture of the footballing side of the club in such a big way. I think that would be a way back in yeah. him, but, but football managers, they can have long careers. Um, going to United is such a massive risk because if he, if how long is he going to get given, you know, like there was someone put up the stats of Ollie Ollie uh first fifty games or something something like that, and he compared it to other managers and it wasn't that much of a difference. I think it might have even been compared with Klopp. I mean Klopp's was a lot more positive. But you almost sometimes think how long are these people got to react? These they're not long, they're no longer football managers of a, of a Premier League side, of a, of a Division One side. It's it's a global brand. You need to win. You need to be competitive all the time. And you're right, Spurs. There wasn't that pressure. He built up to it. At United, it's instant. Get in there. You've got to be. T- you've got to be top four, and you've got to be the following season in, in with, with a title. And maybe with the money they've got, he can do that. Maybe he's confident enough to do that, but you're right. PSG is such an easier uh, <laughs> job to settle back into. Are we selling then, it because
0: that's what we want?
4: Yeah, yeah, man, go to fucking PSG. Yeah, just go there. I was gonna, I was actually gonna say I'm all right with him going to United because I just want, I just, I want him to be happy, and if that's what's going to make him happy, good luck to him. I want, um, I
0: want and- him to be happy, but I also like don't want it to impact us in a negative way, and I feel like. Well, I,
4: Pro- well he probably will, yeah. No, I'm no, talking ha- about the bollocks.
0: 100 percent will. 100 percent will. Uh, like he's he's he just comes across as a good guy. So just be a good guy, Potch, and like never a manage man- manager team in the UK. Just go to PSV, PSG. Uh there's there's ample opportunity, no pressure. You've got all of the credentials inside. Your abilities as a manager, your your credentials as a manager is unquestionable. So just mm. please fuck off out of our, <laughs> out of our country <laughs> and go and manage PSG because you're they they you're a hero over there. Um, and obviously because the fact that like, the Man United fans are just clamouring for him, but they, yeah, they have no right over him. Right. They have no right over him. No, they, no. They, they, PSG, you've built a legacy there. Continue to build that. You've, you've created a monolithical uh, uh, stature at, at Tottenham, Poch. You can build that in the, in the future. Go to PSG, go to New Orleans, our boys, go to Espanyol, go to fucking Real Madrid, whatever it is. Do what you need to do. Just do not go to Manchester United is all I'd say. Smoot, I want to say thank you so much, mate, for... That's all right. ...for joining us. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll be back on, on Monday. Uh, thank sweet. you, everyone, for downloading. And, uh, yeah, this has been a, a podcast that's sponsored by William Hill. I want to thank those guys over there. Uh, you're about to hear a message about um, gambling responsibly, which is massively important. So please do stay on past the outro to listen to that message. All the best, mate. See you later, man. Ta-da. It's the fighting. It's the
2: fighting.
3: In. It's to fighting it's to fighting a, in.
2: Cock, a sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network
1: Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV.